training and intended to compete on an entirely plant-based diet. Impossible, they told me. Vegans are spindly weaklings, incapable of anything more athletic than kicking a hacky sack. No proteins in plants, you'll never make it. I heard it all, but deep down, I knew I could do it. And I did, proving them wrong and defying not just middle age, but the seemingly immutable stereotypes about the physical capabilities of a person who eats nothing but plants. And now here I was again, back at it a second time. Just one day before, I'd begun the race in great form. I completed the day one 6.2-mile swim at Cuyahoga Bay in first place, a full 10 minutes ahead of the next competitor, clocking the sixth fastest swim split in Ultraman's 25-year history I was off to an amazing start. In the late 1980s, I'd competed as a swimmer at Stanford, so this wasn't a huge surprise. But cycling? Different story altogether. Three years ago, I didn't even own a bike, let alone know how to race one. And on that first day of the race, after I'd blasted out two and a half hours in strong ocean currents, deep fatigue had set in. With saltwater-singed lungs and my throat raw from vomiting up my breakfast half a dozen times in Kailua Bay, I faced 90 miles in blistering humidity and gale-force headwinds en route to Volcanoes National Park. I did the math. It was only a matter of time before the cycling specialists would quickly make up lost time and I'd get passed on the final 20 miles of the day. A back-breaking 4,000-foot climb up to the volcano. I kept looking back, fully expecting to see the Brazilian three-time Ultraman champ Alexandro Ribeiro fast on my heels, tracking me like prey. But he was nowhere to be seen. In fact, I never saw a single other competitor all day. I could hardly believe it as I rounded the final turn through the finish line chute, my wife Julie and stepson Tyler screaming from our crew van as I won the day one stage. Leaping from the van, Julie and Tyler ran into my arms. I buried myself in their embrace, tears pouring down my face. And even more shocking was just how long I waited for the next competitor to arrive. A full 10 minutes. I was winning Ultraman by 10 minutes. It wasn't just a dream come true. I'd made an indelible mark on the endurance sports landscape, one for the record books. And for a guy like me, a plant-eating, middle-aged dad, well, with everything I'd faced and overcome, it was nothing short of remarkable. So the morning of day two, all eyes were on me as I waited with the other athletes at the start line in Volcanoes National Park, tensed and spring-coiled in the early morning dark, cold rain falling. When the gun sounded, all the top guys leapt like jaguars, trying to establish a quick lead and form an organized front peloton. It's an understatement to say that I wasn't prepared to begin the 170-mile ride with a flat-out, gut-busting sprint. I hadn't warmed up before and was caught completely off guard by just how fast the pace would be. Accelerating downhill at a speed close to 50 miles per hour, I dug deep to hold pace and maintain a position within the lead group, but my legs quickly bloated with lactate, and I drifted off the back of the pack. For this initial 20-mile rapid descent down the volcano, the situation is what's called draft legal, meaning you can ride behind other riders and safely ensconce yourself in a wind pocket. 
Once enveloped in the group, you're able to ride pace at a fraction of the energy output. The last thing you want to do is get dropped, leaving you to fend for yourself. A lone wolf, struggling against the wind on nothing but your own energy. But that's exactly what I'd become. I was behind the lead pack, yet far ahead of the next chase group. Only I felt less like a wolf than a skinny rat. A wet, cold skinny rat, irritated and mad at myself for my bad start, already winded and staring at eight hard hours of riding ahead. The rain made everything worse, plus the fact that I'd forgotten covers for my shoes so my feet were soaked and frozen numb. Not a lot bothers me, including pain, but wet, cold feet make me crazy. I considered slowing down to let the chase group catch up, but they were too far back. My only option was to soldier on solo. When I reached the bottom of the descent,